You are listening to the Speaker Springboard Podcast with your host, Alfred Poor. Welcome to the Speaker Springboard Podcast, where corporate leaders, business executives, and other good public speakers come to become great speakers. Every week, you'll hear about practical tips and valuable resources that will help you get your message across, whether it's on stage or online. And this week, my guest is Dennis Kiriakis. He's a corporate keynote speaker with something up his sleeve. He's a professional magician. He uses his skills to create extraordinary experiences for his audiences, both on stage and online. And as an actor, he's performed in more than 30 theatrical productions. He also directs and has written and directed nine short films. Now, I'm pretty sure he's reading my mind right now, so I probably don't even have to say this, but I'll do it anyway. Dennis, welcome. <laughs> nice to see you, Alfred. Thanks for having me. Uh, my wow, pleasure. I love that. Great intro. Thank you. So uh, let's get to the questions. Who's your ideal client? I do three different things. I, I do, I'm in the corporate market. I'm in the kind of fundraising and charity events and then higher end private events. And across all three of those, the ideal person for me are those people who are open enough to work with me and allow me to be a resource for them and uh, trust that I will be able to bring my experience, all of that to bear on their event. So if you could single one out, what would you say is one of the biggest problems you help them solve? I think it's help ease the pain and the stress of planning an event, right? I mean, if you're planning like a small event at home for like 10 people, or whether you're doing something for a couple of hundred people, it's stressful, even if it's a, you know, an intimate event like that. So I'm, I'm able to bring this experience that I have, I mean, 25 years of doing this or so, and, uh, and help them kind of ease that pain that they don't have to worry about what I'm bringing to the table. Uh, it's so important to have a, a team member that you can trust to just take care of things. Yeah. I totally get that. When people are having this problem of event planning and not being in control of what's going on, what, what are some of the symptoms that you see that they have with that? The biggest thing that I find is that they're holding on too tight. They're not open to suggestions. Again, you know, maybe they have done it in the past or they have not done it in the past. It doesn't really matter. I think they don't trust that I can come to the situation with this experience and that I'm able to help solve problems. That I, and they think that they have to kind of control in some way and uh, not open to suggestions. And uh, I love it when someone says, here's my event. Here's what I'm planning. What do you think would work best? I love that because then we can, can discover and create something unique and, and something memorable. So when they try to control it, over control it themselves, one of the most common mistakes that they make. That we magicians are interchangeable. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of emails from people, not a lot, but I, I'll get one a month to two a month. Hey, I'm having a birthday party for my five-year-old. Can you come in and do some magic? And nowhere on my website does it say children's birthday parties, you know, and I'm very nice about it. I, I pass it along to other people who do that sort of thing. But that fact that they think, oh, a magician is a magician is a magician. No, that's not true. There's, you know, we specialize. I think the good ones specialize in very, very small types of events or markets. And I think it's, it can be challenging sometimes to, uh, that's kind of a common mistake that people assume. You know, 
listening to all this, I'm struck by how it's a, a metaphor, the parallels between this and what a manager encounters, what a business CEO encounters, the same kinds of things, you know, trusting the team to do their part, to come up with ideas. Yeah. Thinking that the pieces are just like pawns on a chessboard that you can interchange when in fact you may have some key personnel who are, if not irreplaceable, would be difficult to find somebody to do the job that they're doing and, and do it as well. Yeah. I see some real parallels there. Yeah. When I worked as an actor, one of my coaches would say, or as a director, really, uh, you know, hire the best actors you can find and let them do their job. Just let them do their job. You have to, you can't hold on to that stuff and, and just allow them to create and bring what they have. Excellent advice. Can you give one tip that our listeners could implement that would help them solve this problem for them? Yeah. And it's a fun tip, I think. Vet your choices. Again, this goes back to being interchangeable. People think, ah, I'll just, you know, just put a mass email out to 12 magicians and see what happens. But you really have to kind of do your homework. And part of that homework is doing research. And I, I think a big uh, one of the issues is that people can't tell what is good magic and what is bad magic. And the only way to do that is to just watch a lot of magic so that you have that experience. It's not something that in our culture, especially in, the, in our country, is, uh, it's not part of our culture. But watch, there's so much magic as magic shows on TV go, you know, if as things open up now, there's magic shows online. I do a virtual show, you know, go see magic, good and bad. Then you can have an opinion about it and then you can make the right decision when you need to. It sounds like, like you say, fun research to do. Yeah. I would enjoy doing that. So, <laughs> so do you have a, a, a one valuable free resource that we can share with people that could help them with this? Yes. When we started this whole virtual thing, I started designing magic virtually and doing a lot of events in this space. So once a month, I have a what I call the wonder intervals. They are brief 15-minute performances online, and uh, I'd like to invite everyone to come. Uh, it's free, and uh, come and uh, have some fun. Kick off the weekend. What a generous gift. So th this is a free 15-minute magic performance, and, and you do yep. this once a month? Yeah, just about once a month on Fridays at 12.30 to 12.45, kind of like a little lunch break, and it kind of kicks off your weekend. Uh, there's no obligation. Just come hang out for a few minutes and uh, catch some magic, and, uh, and we'll have some fun. Uh, that sounds excellent. We will put the link to that in the description for the podcast, so people will be able to find that there. That sounds great. Excellent. So. Just to wrap up, finally, what's the one question I didn't ask that I should have? Huh, I, I've been pondering this, and uh, I get, the question I get all the time is, how did you get into magic? So, and I know we've only got 10 minutes here, and that's a long story. So <laughs> at some point, at some point, we'll get to that. But I think it, the more detailed I get into the story, I think it could be uh, quite inspiring for people. So at some point, we can talk about it. Excellent. One thing about magic that I find is a quandary. It puzzles me a little bit because magic is based on fooling people, right? And deceiving yeah. them to a degree. Yeah. How do you engage an audience so that they don't feel cheated? So that they're in on that. I mean, it would seem to me that that would be a real challenge. Yeah, it has. you have to kind of take that sting of that puzzle out of it. Part of the thing is 
that we both know what's going on here. You know, I'm lying to you. And I know that you know, I'm lying. We all know it's like theater, either live performance that you see or a movie or a TV show. It's all an illusion. It's not, obviously, it's not really happening. But magic, you're bumped up against that illusion. Taking this thing off of that, I think it comes from the performer himself. He's got to understand that. And bringing in some humor certainly does that. A little self-deprecation <laughs> goes a long way uh, so that I, you know, I'm not holier than thou in some way that, hey, look what I can do. And haha, I fooled you. It's not about that. It's about bringing a sense of wonder, bringing a sense of joy and this experience of that moment of, <gasps> that we feel when we see or experience something hopefully beautiful in some way. I think that's important for us to get a glimpse of that and a taste of that. And magic, when it's done well, does exactly that because you're bumping up against the mystery. In addition to the gift of the joy and the wonder, it, I mean, there's fundamentally a respect for the audience that you, know, that you you value them and you 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 want to give them something. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. Like that's a big piece. Yeah. I think those kind of the, the, the bad magic is when the performer doesn't respect the intelligence of the audience in some way and understanding how you think and feel, uh, having some empathy for the audience is a key to quote unquote fool them key to give them that experience. And again, this is a much larger conversation that I would love to have. Sure. But I will point out that, again, the parallel, I think we could just bottle that the last couple minutes here of this discussion and give it to any manager, any executive who ever has to hold a meeting and say, you know, here are the principles to be effective, you know, the respect of, of the audience, you know, to engage them, to to give them something, yeah. not not just being a, a taking mode. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty, pretty good advice. Yeah. What do they need? What do they need to kind of, uh, because sometimes they also have questions uh, that they didn't even know they had. So that when they walk away, they go, ah, I I, I needed that. I didn't know it, but yeah, that's exactly, this is exactly what I needed to X, Y, Z. Awesome. Yeah. That's all terrific stuff. Well, I feel that we've received a gift today and we'll definitely have to check out one of your fabulous Friday demonstrations and wish you great success. Thank you so much for being so generous with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Alfred. for listening. If you or your team would like to improve the impact of your online presentations, be sure to attend the free monthly demonstration of the Speaker Springboard system. For details, go to www.speakerspringboard.com demonstration. Hope to see you there.